Welcome everybody to the K-Fame Court. Welcome back. It's been a little... Are we timestamping this? Can we say that it's been a while? It's been a while. It's, it's been a while. while. Shouldn't I have mean, left you without a dope beat to step to. Uh, Even if we don't timestamp it, they're, they're going to see it. That's It's been true. a while. Yeah, it's and, and especially since I'm leaving this in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, good to be back in court. Good to be back. My name is Zeke Zabla. I'm your judge. Joined, as always, by Randy Ramos. Hi, everybody. And Ben Albert. Hola. What's going on, guys? I know Gimmick I... infringement. I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the first time ever, he's the one who brought race into it. We wasted no time at all. <laughs> continuing with continuing with the trend of finding some way to bring race into it. Puerto so, Rican. <laughs> when I said that, it was... It was Relevant to the time. <laughs> Trump had just said that. Now it's just a callback. <laughs> Trump had made that stupid comment, and I was hot and bothered by it, so I was mocking him, and you forgot all about it. <laughs> it's my second favorite part of that, other than when you sang Cher or, or the Swinger story. The Swinger story oh, is yeah. my favorite. Yeah. It's good. Talk about derailing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Me just going on a drunken tangent about my swinger neighbors anyway it's okay if it's funny kind of head to 50 minutes in the podcast when it happens again <laughs> not specifically swingers but zeke's like yeah so one time um so we're back we're talking about the evolution of nwo in the wcw uh-huh. i may not have been able to speak to it really well but i watched it you guys don't believe that i watched it. i watched the nitros i just didn't have a whole lot to say about it sorry right, buddy we love you this is this is a case that uh takes a long time to yes to do. literally forever yeah but so, don't don't worry, Glacier's coming. <laughs> Glacier is coming. Okay, to be honest, uh, while doing my notes, I haven't been really paying attention as to what I'm charging things with. So have you, Randy? I didn't see anything that was super offensive in this outside of the Bubba and Tenta stuff, which we already <laughs> says really poor. Well, I mean, there's a lot of offensive stuff throughout this whole thing. We're oh, going to talk yeah. a lot about commentary specifically. Yeah, Zabisco <laughs> might be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They really need a better PR team to weed through uh, the WWE network to find some of these they... really terrible things that have. I mean, they did a you know they got rid of all the. Um, uh, oh my god! Well, I think they left. Cut a lot this of... out! I completely forgot what I was going to say. Nope. <laughs> they left a lot of that like fucked up commentary, and I think. Well, I mean, they didn't edit out their own stuff, so they're being really honest about what the wrestling business has been. But I mean, some of it is really hard. Yeah. To, to like even defend or be like, yeah, that was okay even in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Um, shit, even the, some of the stuff that was coming out of Scott Steiner's my, mouth in the two thousands. Oh, that was <laughs> was horrific. He's calling Christ, everyone man. a homo. Uh, right uh, no, now, he was calling them the f word. <laughs> right now, though, I'm, I'm loving watching the, while we do the NWO, watching the evolution of Scott Steiner. 
into and his big pop a pump. Yeah. Because like he's slowly getting, you can hear it when he talks. He doesn't really know what he's saying. I and hate, it's, it's getting there. I hate their gimmicks so much because they just remind me of like kids from high school who still hang out at like wrestling matches with their varsity jackets <laughs> on. And they're like probably super rapey. The guys <laughs> on any sideline of a college yeah, football game. Just like, oh man. Well, here's a Zeke, here's a thing you can learn about wrestling about the Steiners is um long uh rumored about the Steiners is they used to hold guys down in the locker room and put Sharpies and pencils in their butts. As you do. <laughs> you know, good old-fashioned horse rape. Yeah. Were they, were, you know, they were testing their prostates. <laughs> that, was, that was a personal conversation. <laughs> we were, yeah, uh, off, off mic, we were having a conversation about prostates and milking of them. I, I don't know how it We're happened. not going to get too much yeah, into that. We're just, just uh, it, just, it happened. We don't have to talk about it unless our listeners want us to. And in that case, you can get us. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We're talking about the NWO. We're going to get back on track here. We're talking about the NWO. We have two nitros till the bash at the beach. Three. Three. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Who's I thought counting? there was a Clash of the Champions in there, too, but I was wrong. That's like... Uh, Who's counting? There's a slamboree the night before uh, the Nitro that we start at, but yeah. that's not important. I don't I don't remember them doing anything. Me neither. All right. So we're talking... We got three Nitros to get to, and then the big takeover of... The hostile the, takeover. The hostile, yeah. the hostile takeover of WCW. Which I never knew, because I wasn't watching. Yeah, I remember them calling it that. At time. Yeah. They'd, why don't they ever have a hostile takeover in NXT? There's <laughs> just like a lot of heat... <laughs> Yeah, it's a good idea if you're listening WWE writers, which you're not, but that's fine. Um, all right, so guys, court's in session. I'm going to bang my little beer gavel here, as always. Ooh, that sounded that good. Sounded really good. <laughs> Does it always sound like that? Sometimes. Ooh. We took a little break, and we got some uh, high-tech gear now, so we can... The sound should be much better, and I'll try not to yell as much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll right. try to speak up. You want to take away with the uh, Nitro summaries for the month? Ben, you don't need to speak up. You just need to speak into the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. So uh, right now we start on uh, July 17th of 96. And what I've noticed uh, this whole time, and they really sell it right in the beginning here, is they're actually selling it as as if it's a huge war going on or it's the hostile takeover. They are are now. Which is great. Um, I mean, they, they always talk about it in the middle of other matches prior to what we're covering right now. They talked about it. All the time. Which is, I mean, I... Oh, it's going to get worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I enjoyed it for what it was because it's a nice build up to the payoff that we're, we're getting to here uh, with them setting the match for Bash of the Beach. Um, but the one thing I noticed is that in the beginning of the show, there's far too much talking for the uh, for the at-home crowd. So there's about five, six seven minutes of them talking to the camera while everybody in the arena is just sitting there. Yeah. You, you can tell there's nothing going on. This is the commentators you're talking about? Or yeah. The, yeah. Okay. So the cameras are focused on the commentators. Yeah. Commentators are talking into the camera. There's nothing going around in the arena. So the people who paid to like go see this are just sitting there uh, waiting. I don't know. I have mixed feelings on that. Cause like when we went and saw Ron stuff, how we had to sit through like, uh, summer Ray getting proposed to by oh, yeah. Rusev and stuff. And just, Boring segments like that. that, and then like a bunch of promos. Like I take credit for the get a prenup champ. <laughs> oh, that was, <laughs> I, that was really funny. You're welcome, world. 
Yeah, we're sorry we ruined uh, TLC 2015 too with the Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh, we want Rollins. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did start that too. Our apologies, Seamus. Yeah. We may not be 40. awesome at podcasting. We're getting there, but we are damn good at starting chances. <laughs> <laughs> We're like six for six. I will give us that, boys. We are damn good. And so far, every time we've gone, we get sat with like pretty solid people. Yeah, they're they're. It's like they know us, uh, except for the racist kids in front of us. Oh God! Uh, no, they're uh, behind. TLC. Oh, they're yeah. behind Andrew in front of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they were, were awful. Ten-year-old racists. <laughs> oh, to I get forgot about that. Country. We literally were at an event where a ten-year-old said something like, "I can't. I don't know. They all look the same to me." <laughs> to, like during. <laughs> During like with their dad, yeah, with their dad. I forget which uh, which that, who was on, but Del Rio came out. Oh, he was yeah. the United States champion. He goes, he's not even from here. Yeah, and then like, like I don't know, they all look the same to me. It's like wow, and the dad was just laughing. Yeah, you know why? Because races, you're not born a racist. You're taught it. So I blame the father. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we're getting off of race, sorry about that. <laughs> Back to. 15 Anyways, years prior. Harley so, Race, great champion. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's one thing that I've noticed. But, I mean, back to what I was talking about prior is that, I mean, they're doing a great job of commentary selling it as it is. Um, I mean, during the beginning of this Nitro, there's not a ton that happens as far as, like, NWO goes. Um, there's a few things that I want to uh, bring up, though. Is Does anybody know what Harlem Heat's, like, gear is supposed to be? Sexy. Well, like, but why? Hmm. It's like a singlet with some really nice orchestrated back straps. And their pecs are like popping out. Yeah. Stevie yeah. Ray particularly. <laughs> it's real bad. Um, but, um, I mean, going off of this episode as well, the Four Horsemen, man. I, it's something that I loved when I was younger. And seeing it again as an adult, like this is the Horseman I knew. I didn't know the originals. And this is really great. There's a, the return of the VIP section this month, too. You know how I feel about that. So for the four... <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back, Charlotte. For the folks at home, the Four Horsemen, during this time, we've got Ric Flair. Yep. We've got... Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson. We've got Benoit. Steve. We've got, Steve Mongo. Yeah. And Chris Benoit. Yeah, Benoit and this dude, Mongo, who likes to go around tapping people on the head with a briefcase. <laughs> um, so, um, throughout this, anytime he carries it in my notes, I, I write, I'm wondering when Mongo is cashing in his money in the in the bank briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> I also, uh, uh, you know, I, while watching this, I was thinking about a lot of drinking games that could happen. And uh, one of them was every time they referenced, uh, you know, that he fought wars with the bears. Because <laughs> they're clearly talking about how they're in a war. And, you know, Mongo knows all about wars because he fought one with the bears. Completely isolated. That sounds like some Lion, the Witch, in the wardrobe shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot going on with the, uh, as a side story from the interview, there's a lot going on with uh, with Four Horsemen right now, which I think is terrific. It's great writing. I like I like the Four Horsemen. Yeah. Um, but as, as far as I can recall, there's not a lot that happens with the NWO in this episode aside from the beginning. I mean, if anybody... Caught something that I no. didn't. It was no. it was low key for the night after they beat the shit out of Bischoff. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of talking about it, but nothing really. Nothing. Uh, yeah, nothing really progressed. Kind of a cock tease. Yeah, and it it was a really boring episode of Nitro. There's not. It was pretty straightforward. I mean, you get more of Disco Inferno being a really under great. Oh my god, character. I love him. Yeah, I love Inferno. 
And that's something that I wrote every time he's on screen is how terrific he is. Uh, he has a real shining moment coming up in an episode or two of Nitro. Um, what I did want to bring up is um, I, I looked all through each episode. I didn't point it out. Uh, Randy pointed out when I talked to him about it. Um, I like to do the fan of the month. Yeah. Try to figure it out, who it was. Didn't really see anybody in particular. And Randy pointed it out. Uh, while Disco Inferno, uh, sorry, uh, American Males is coming out. Mm-hmm. Um there's this one lady who's just going nuts. Completely nuts <laughs> over American males. Screaming like she's at a Thunder from she's, Down Under show. She's like waving. <laughs> like if this was like 1950s, she would have like the, the kerchief in her in her hand, like waving it at them. She's like fanning herself off. So shout, shout out to you there, uh, pink polka dot dress lady. That was that's On good that stuff. On that note, uh, Thunder from Down Under is playing uh, House of Blues <laughs> if you guys want to go. What? <laughs> Bonus episode where we review that. <laughs> So, I mean, other than the uh, the Glacier promos, um, there's only one other thing I wanted to point out with this uh, Nitro was... Joe Gomez looks like Fat Lorenzo Llamas. Whoa, you're no. right. <laughs> wow. No, that's Just not what that. I wanted to bring up. Wow. Um, this Big Bubba versus John Tenta feud <laughs> so, needs to end. fucking terrible. But this, this is going episode... on like six or seven nitros at this point, I think it's right? since we started. This is oh, it might have been before that. Too. And, and it's, it's, it's weird because like... Tenta's hair keeps changing, and <laughs> he keeps changing his name. He was Shark at the beginning of it, right? Yes, and yes then he was, was an avalanche. Yeah, so it's like it's hard to you just at for I don't know for me who you know coming into this a little bit blind, it's just like oh, Big Bubba's gonna face another fat bald guy, uh, but no, it's the same person every single time. <laughs> not only that, he's sporting half a haircut. He's got a yeah. the whole guy. time. It's not even a skullet. So he's going at this point. He's going like out one little like he's going out in real life like this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta work the gimmick. The only thing that like this angle's been good for is Heenan has some truly fantastic moments in commentary during it, mm, where yes. uh, he's getting. I think it was Bubba was choking him with like a belt, and he threw him over the rope to hang him. <laughs> Heenan just goes, "Oh, he's taking him for a walk. It might be that time of the day." <laughs> and then after he hits him with the roll of quarters, where he's blatantly holding the quarters in his hand and hits him with the empty part of the sock. And then smashes them after the fact. Heenan says, that's just chump change for Bubba. Or at least it's for chumps now that it's hit Tenta. <laughs> so, speaking of commentary, one thing that I glazed over was uh, Larry Zabisco um, do it during American Males. Um, it was American Males versus Four Horsemen. Um, it was actually Arn and Benoit, to be more specific. And uh, they're attacking American Males. And Zabisco goes, it's Benoit. These guys look like Frank Perdue looking at a chicken. Yeah. I tell Had you. me in stitches. Like, did, I was crying. Did you hear how he describes Arn Anderson? He's an endomorphic cyborg enhancement. There's unit. a man, of course, Arn Anderson, endomorphic cyborg enforcement unit that he is. Next. That nickname will catch on. <laughs> Oh, it was, I was like crying over this. When I look at Arn Anderson, he's got like his aviator frames, which I'm not judging aviator glasses. I have a pair, but like, he, he rocks just, those today. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks like a, like a, a CPA who just got just like about to go, <laughs> I'm going to go lube up and hit some dudes with my flabby body. He's like a, an old baseball player who now is the general manager. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have a, I have a question about big Bubba. Yes. Big Bubba, ever the ever the the handyman with his with his bag of tricks. The dude wrestles like a good ten minutes with scissors in his pocket. <laughs> did you yes. guys did you guys notice this? The dude, yeah. uh, 
I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little. I'm, well, I'm not jumping ahead because he, I feel like he doesn't. He, he cuts fucking, his hair almost every time. Every meet. fucking time. Yeah. The dude, I mean, and he doesn't cut his hair in the beginning. The dude takes bumps over and over and over again. The Bubba the Barber beefcake. Bubba the Barber. <laughs> Bubba the Barber. That's, it's, it's, that's it's good stuff. I actually wrote, uh, you can tell, this is how alike Randy and I, I actually have on my notes, Bubba the Barber. Ooh. <laughs> There's, this is also um, the episode where he pulls out the, uh, the soccer quarters and smashes Tenta in the face and you can hear yeah. the thud. While he, and it's not just once, it's several times. Yeah. It's ugh, I did, I, I, That would just baffled me. I was like, he's literally taking bumps with scissors in his pocket. Well, do you know where they usually hide the razor in the old days when they had the blade? Yeah, in the tape? Yeah, in the wrist. Yeah. On the mm. inside of your wrist. Yeah. So, mm. like I said, nothing really so, happened NWO-wise. No, no, we're good um, on that episode. But now we're on uh, on Monday, June 24th of 96. And uh, the Usos, I'm, I mean, Sting, <laughs> Sting, Luger, and Macho... Um, in their awesome face paint, the bros cut <laughs> a promo against the Outsiders. Um, have they actually dropped the name the Outsiders yet? Uh, or the, they, they called them the Invaders and Intruders. Okay, and... all right. I just wrote the Outsiders. It's easier for me. So. Is this the promo where Savage says, "Don't blink. I like to take my time," as if he just wanted to contradict himself? Yeah. This is also the same promo that Luger tries to say WCW, but he goes WWCW. <laughs> We're unified as a team. WWWCW stands tall. It was real. Like I was uh, again crying over that. Um, that was beautiful. <laughs> so it was real good. Uh, a lot of stuff from uh, Horseman again, and then we had a, a pretty solid Eddie versus Barbarian match, which I want to point out because this is the first we've seen Eddie Guerrero um, on this podcast yeah. so far. Yeah. yeah. So with his uh, white and red gear, that's all. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I was really mad because I wasn't beautiful mullet at the time. I was, wa- I wasn't watching at this point in time yet. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's got a mullet. Yeah. I wasn't watching at this point in time yet. So I'm used to his, his low rider, like, um, like ripoff mu- music. So mm-hmm. I heard the current one and I was like, what the hell is this? Did yeah. they like replace it on the network? And I was pissed. No, I think we're still about a year and a half yeah. away from I that. I actually had to go on YouTube and look it up to see if that was a real song. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I deleted my notes about being mad about it. Oh. Um, so this is another uh, episode where there wasn't a ton happening. Um, as far as NWO goes, no, until the very, very end. Yeah, the very. This is the baseball uh, bats. Yeah, we had Harlem Heat versus uh, Sting and Luger versus the Steiners um, in that uh, that triple threat tag team for the titles. Um, and towards as the match is starting to come to an end, outsiders come out and uh, with the baseball bats and start you know taunting everybody. Right. Um, all of security piles into the ring. Everybody piles into the ring, which hands on guns. Nor yeah, normally would actually result in a match stoppage but it didn't um and i actually didn't I, th- I think it was booker t that pinned luger yeah is that what happened yeah um i actually didn't write it down i don't know why and uh, and despite the cops being in there the ref counted um but i actually rerounded and watched it a couple times the ref never hit a third count he he got down on the mat and with his right hand like put his hand on the mat and then with his left hand counted two yeah. and then rang the bell so I think he was counting him placing his hand down as a one, but I, re- I rewound it a couple times. He never counted a three. <laughs> uh, I should uh, – uh, there was one thing in this Nitro that I loved. Uh, it was uh, the DDP match. Our listeners, the six of them know that I love DDP. 
Oh, versus Das Wunderkind. Das Alex Wonderkind. Wright. But I loved oh, his Alex promo Wright. so much. I, went, I watched it like so many Because he's sitting there and he's talking to the camera. He's like, you're going to run scared like a cockroach. Pause for effect. <laughs> when you turn on the light. <laughs> um, like, DDP sound like a Def Jam cut. <laughs> he literally gave it like a, like a 30 second count. Like, you're going to run like a cockroach. When you turn on the light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex Wright also goes to best. drop kick uh, DDP and and missed him completely. Yeah, on hard cam and DDP like stumbles out of the ring like you yeah. got hit anyway. And I, Mania famous. All I wrote was didn't get all of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so for the, yeah, so the NWO the, yeah. bat thing there, that was um, apparently after that Nitro Hall, uh, not Hall Nash had gone backstage and the uh, Bischoff was like that was great that look that was great uh, the crowd was really into it and then Nash as only he can as being like one of the coolest men who's ever lived, just goes, uh, I mean, it went off okay, but, uh, you know, the two WWF guys just held off armed security and police officers <laughs> and, and seven WCW wrestlers with baseball bats. <laughs> I mean, it's true. So, I mean, I also forgot to mention another Glacier vignette. So what? Glacier's coming, guys. Vignette, but... guys. I, I, did I not say that? Vignette. Vignette. Oh, sorry. vignette. <laughs> That's, he's he's an NXT jobber. So anyway, Randy. So yeah, uh, we have Glacier coming up soon, which Glacier. I'm stoked over. Which that's going to become a side episode. <laughs> which my favorite thing about this is that Zeke has no idea who Glacier is. So I don't know Glacier outside of the vignettes. But I, I, I remember. Um, <laughs> No, I was I was you know scrolling through you know social media get at us and I saw uh, like a documentary about uh, Glacier. We talk about that uh, in a podcast that like he's still wrestling. He's still he used the Glacier name. Still, yeah, he still yeah. uses the Glacier still name. So it. that's all I know about no him. No one wants to take credit for that. I know that he's like in his fifties and he's still wrestling, but like I don't remember him during this time. Um, I like I was eleven years old. Mortal Kombat characters. And I could not have been more excited for this guy to come in. I was like, oh, he's like a cool martial artist. Because there's nothing cool than ninjas in martial arts. So when, you're like, <laughs> when you're 10, it's the coolest thing in the it world. It really is, yeah. yeah. So I, I loved it. Even when he debuted and I was like, oh, he's like not a very good wrestler. I was still like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Lasers in his light show entrance. Good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's the end of that. There's really again not much until the very end. Um, aside from Glacier and, and DDP, um, and I also wrote down Mongo and the Money in the Bank. Lights come on. Joke, joke again. So uh, now we're on uh, July, a uh, Monday, July first of '96, um, in which I noticed that Tony Schiavone takes three times on live TV to get the intro correct. So it's like Zeke, but they actually were kept it going. You know what? <laughs> so uh, we have Heat versus Steiners for the Nothing wrong team. with being a perfectionist, Ben. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We have Heat versus Steiners for the uh, uh, for the titles again. Uh, you know, just kind of thrown out there. One of my favorite uh, sections that happened during this episode is we actually have um, Disco Inferno versus uh, Kurosawa. Yeah. And the week before, I got some commentary here. <laughs> Well, give me one second. Um, the week before, during a Dean Malenko match, Disco Inferno had came out and interfered during it, um, celebrating his, his gold record. And in the middle of the match, gets in the ring with his music playing and starts dancing, eventually gets thrown out, you know, the match ends, whatever. 
So during this match uh, with Kurosawa, the Disco Inferno's music starts going off again. And really hoping it was going to be Dean Malenko doing the same thing, but with Disco song. I had the same thought. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I couldn't have been more disappointed when it was just some guy causing a distraction. Yeah. Um, that's all I wanted to point out with that match is, is how disappointed really? I was. Really? Not, not the ending when he smashes Kurosawa into the disco ball that lowered from the in, in the back. In the back. And he held his head. <laughs> but also, so, during Kurosawa's entrance, Zabisco has the most fucked up thing of commentary for the month. Not funny at all. He was talking about um, different places they go out drinking or whatever. And he says Kurosawa goes to the Hard Rice Cafe. You know, I've been to Japan a lot. Been to, been to Rapungi, been to the Hard Rice Cafe they have over there in Japan. The Hard Rice I, Cafe? Yeah, I've seen what Kurosawa does to disco dancers. He hates them as much as I do. Ouch. <laughs> oh, Oh, God. That's awful. I just I just wrote the Hard Rice Cafe. Wow. Casual racism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, oh, so yeah, yeah. going on, again, same thing. Not a ton of stuff happening with NWO until we, we reach later on the, later on the episode. Um, but my favorite thing that so far has been running on is uh, Hour 2 Pyro, um, which in this one conveniently happens right after Macho Man wins a match. Oh, the big And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, it just made Macho Man look so awesome with the pyro going off. Yeah. Um, Because it was was one, two, three, second hour. Welcome back, Eric (laughs) Bischoff. So while this, uh, like, um, there's a point in which um, Bischoff is doing a, uh, not really like a promo, but he's just on commentary looking at the cam. And he's just talking shit about uh, the Outsiders. In which the outsiders start making their way from concessions with drinks and like popcorn and snacks in their hand. And uh, security tries to stop them. And they're like, oh, we paid for tickets. We paid for tickets. Which I think thought was great. But I don't know why active. I mean, I guess in this case, they're not signed right now. So they have to pay in, the tickets. In kayfabe. In the there, yeah. yeah. So. Whose I mean, I guess tickets did they sense. steal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they needed to steal. Have you looked at Nash? They, they don't need to steal anything. They beat up two nerds. <laughs> <laughs> they just need to look at them. Um, so, uh, forgot where I was. you said nerds. I like lost my train of thought. Um, so, I mean, do you have anything to add right now? Uh, for this episode, I thought uh, there's a little bit left still. But well, the coolest part I thought at the start for foreshadowing. Is Zabisco guarantees at uh, Bash at the Beach that there will be a new world order in wrestling? The hostile takeover. We are not too far away from that big six-man tag team. Well, you know, thanks to modern technology via satellite communication, the world is becoming a small place. There will be a new world. What? 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 I'm talking here. Security in this building. What are you talking? Do you see a ring on my finger, Shivani? No, I don't see a ring on you your finger. You know why? Why? Because the Lord of the Rings ring has been stolen. I want this entire place closed. I want the whole building secured, and I want everyone strip searched. 
Well, I'm sorry, and I apologize, but we don't have your ring, and we've got a show to do here. Hey, the bottom line is, Legend, you know this, they're jealous. Everyone's jealous. They know they can't beat you. Well, when the they can't beat you, they're going to take the ring. They're going to steal it. I'm getting in the bucket. You got it, Giovanni? You know who's got it? Do you no, know who's I got it? No, I don't know who has it. But quite out, would you let us do our television program? Please get him out of here. Get him out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, we ended the program in a wild fashion. In the midst of all that melee last week, Harlem Heat became the World Tag Team Champions. And there you hear the announcement, New World Tag Team Champions. It was chaos in the ring last week. And we do understand, this week there is a rumor that these two gentlemen are here once again here on WCW Monday Nitro. We can only wonder, Larry, will their third man be with them here tonight? Well, that's the question. You know, a lot of rumors flying back and forth. No one seems to know exactly what's going on. We will find out. Like I said before, there will be a new world order this Sunday in professional wrestling. You can it's in the opening oh, of, yeah. of the Nitro. Oh, I didn't notice yeah. that. He's like, I guarantee there will be a new world order in wrestling Ooh. at the great at the Bash at the Beach. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> now, I, I, I'm a little, I haven't quite gotten whose voice is who at the time, but they keep saying, one of them keeps saying, I'll have a job at the end of this, if if it goes one way, that's Sabisco. Is that Sabisco? Yeah. So okay, because he was a heel throughout like most of his wrestling career and stuff. Got it. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's in the safe, and then Heenan, of course, is Heenan. So Heenan, okay, because he I beats remember, to his own I, drum. Yeah, I know Heenan's always. You know, he's constantly like, "Ooh, I'm not. I don't want to sip with my back yeah, turned." He plays a fantastic coward. Yeah. Okay. I, I just wasn't sure like which one was because they kept they said it over and over again. Like, I'll have a job if it goes one way. Tony Schiavone is the guy who says every word like he's trying not to shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, um, I could go for a shit right now. Do, do you need to break? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Calm down, Finch. <laughs> so, so, basically, uh, like, to, like, so as this is going out, coming out to a close, um, Paul and Nash start making their way towards commentary because Bischoff, they attacked him at uh, Great American Bash. So right. it clearly looks like they're looking to do it again. Mm -hmm. um, it's during the uh, during a Ray package. They're showing a Ray Mysterio package with his music and everything. And then Bischoff starts yelling, like, cut the package, cut the package, cut the package. And then Cam the camera shows Hall and Nash making their way. Um, and they're met with security. Um, they're also met with uh, Sting, Luger, Macho, and the Steiners. And at this point, it's when Nash tells one of the uh, security members to get the fuck off me. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's so awesome. <laughs> so um, as the, as they're getting thrown out of the arena by security, did anybody catch Nash screaming, Attica! How could you miss Attica! it? Attica! <laughs> oh, so good. That's real good. Eric, let's get out of here. Oh my god. Hey, get him out of here. Get the fuck up. Hey, hey. Easy, easy. Oh, look, the clowns. Look at the clowns. Oh, look at the clowns. You don't want none of this. Bubba's out here. Diamond Dallas is out here. Kevin Sullivan's out. The Giants just come out. I tell you just what. Just the best you got. Just the best you got. You're going to need more than that. And a cup. 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 Because Nash is very well read as we've come to find his Mein Kampf references. 
Real history buffs. <laughs> oh, awesome. So uh, Macho tries to pursue them. Nothing really comes out. Security just stops him from doing it. Um, there's a four horsemen match that happens over right after they cut to um, backstage where Hall and Nash are um, still being thrown out by security. Uh, Nash and Hall are telling the security to get donuts or they're going to come back with donuts for them. Um, and one of the security members yells, we can get our own donuts. <laughs> <laughs> He's an independent woman. No one has to get him. <laughs> yeah, he no man. them they get inside their car and they they drive off that's the end of nitro i think it's a better booking uh for the nwo for the month i mean they focus more on the money story it's not oversaturated either i mean yeah they talk about it during the matches but we're not getting like segment after segment after segment uh, yeah i would say that and uh they, they push ray great they with the package and stuff they really pushing him as like the new top cruiserweight disco has an elias level amazing heel <sighs> run here so good and I love Elias, so... I, honestly, like, looking back on it, I never liked Disco Inferno. He might be one of the greatest character heels. Like, this is so good. There's one thing I didn't mention. That's There's a match play. that he loses in, like, pretty convincing fashion. And then he gets Just up. Dances. He gets up, he dances, and he goes, at least my hair's still perfect. Yeah. <laughs> he's so just, like, amazing. He's got such a punchable face. It's so, so good. awesome. And that's a, he made that gimmick on the indies. He just came in with that, and they just let him do yeah, it. Yeah, he was still wrestling under it, too. Good he for always remain, maintained a pompadour. It was beautiful. Is, is he still going? Is he still wrestling? No, he does a podcast with Conan called Keeping It 100 on the Jericho Network. So do we know if he, is, if he could go? No, he's a, he works at a casino or something as security. No, I think he, he might work at Cheetahs with fucking Godfather. Mm. security. He's, bring he's him, in Vegas. Bring him in for a Roar Rumble. Have him, do, have him yeah. do like a Santino spot where he gets eliminated immediately for dancing. Well, I think it was Vince never signed him or anything because so he just good. hates his guts. <laughs> <laughs> like like how Vince hates Sami Zayn and now that he's a heel, he's like, just be you. Everyone will hate it because oh, I don't like it. I love annoying Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. Zeke, do you have anything to say? No. I. This was a... It was, it was like a good Nitro to kind of like lead into the... It's just there wasn't enough Regal this month to really get Zeke's. <laughs> That's true. It was kind of like the, I did notice that. Steven Regal. Outside of the NWO, it was a very plain mid '90s shit WCW. Yeah, a lot of Tenta, DDP being pretty good, like way too much American males. Yeah, there's not enough American males. If you ask me. No, there's three in this room. Yo, oh, <laughs> I just love me some Buff Bagwell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cowboys for Angels or whatever. You can go have them for an hour. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I don't have anything for this one. I was just I, I, boring month. Good boring pay per view. Oh, not not a good pay per view, but an entertaining pay per view. <laughs> yeah. 
Great. So now we are at the bash at the beach, not the Great American Bash. There's too many bashes in pay-per-views in There's WCW, far and too it's many throwing bashes. me yeah. off really bad. I'm like trying not to have a stroke when I'm deciding which pay-per-view I'm trying to say. Yeah, I actually had to like specify my notes writing "bash at the beach." I had to use not the bash. filter setting on WWE Network <laughs> <laughs> to make sure I had the right bash. Anyway, just use the dates, man. <laughs> I kept forgetting the dates. I was like, where am I at this? Anyway, I'm going to talk so hard on this. All right, so we open with Ray Mysterio versus Psychosis. Yeah, what? Can we talk about Psychosis for a minute? Yeah. I loved Psychosis when I was younger. I mean, still do. I mean, as an adult, he's still great. I never realized how curly his hair was until I think that's actually part of the mask. Is it? Yeah, because when he lost his mask. You mean like he has hair ago. like Peg Bundy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good commentary. I read that in my notes too. So psychosis. Really? Yeah. Psychosis sounds like an STD. No. Is it well, just me? Well, the way Tanae says it, psychosis. Psychosis. Yeah. It wasn't psychosis. It was psychosis. I don't know why. I didn't take notes on this match. Like after. I think, a, it, was, I think it was just watching it. it like after a long night of drinking, you take a girl home or a guy home, whatever. No discrimination. And. You get a case of psychosis. It sounds it sounds more like something you'd get after a life of drinking. I have psychosis. Psychosis of the liver. Yeah, it does. Uh, sound, yeah, it does I might like have that. <laughs> oh, we're all well working on it. Also, talk. I mean, I'm. I know all about jokes not landing, but. Rey Mysterio has hair like Demi Moore? I didn't get that. <laughs> he made a fucking G.I. Yeah. Chain reference. Is that what that was? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. just in theaters. A fucking GI Jane, because <laughs> like I had to like what? I didn't I didn't even think to Google Demi Moore '96 to see like but like Listen, I she was the biggest actress in the world then striptease was that already asshole going? I was seven dude <laughs> listen I was already like watching striptease working out my first like preteen boners yeah okay here's the thing though here's the thing let's get away from you're boners. in professional wrestling there's uh in the '90s there's two haircuts you have mullet. And shaved head. That's it. And then you have whatever the fuck psychosis is doing. <laughs> Part of the mask. Let's just keep it Herms. at that. Herms. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not going to lie. And I know that all the hardcore wrestling fans are going to hate me, but I thought this was, I thought it was Jushin's Thunder Liger when he first came out. Bro! <laughs> I thought it's, it was. It's a similar get out. He has the shoulder pad thing for the entrance too, right? Yeah. yeah. Actually, we're not there yet, but uh, uh, Starcade 96 is Ray in, in Thunder Liger. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Mm, we're, right. we're getting there. But this, this match was amazing. It was awesome. It was so fun to like actually see in WCW at this time, like, Cruiserweight style, yeah, wrestling because well, it's mean, discernibly different from the rest of the car. Yeah, which we're going to talk about a little bit later I mean, during could, the Blanco well, I mean, Disco Inferno with, match with two hundred five. We're not seeing that. I mean, right now we're in we're in mid February. Um, I mean, we're just getting that now at two hundred five. Yeah, my favorite part of this whole match is uh, I forget who's talking at the time, but has no idea about wrestling names that are now very common in today. No, that's uh, Heenan. Heenan yeah, getting Heenan. confused by Tanae knowing everything. But you have to remember, Heenan yeah. was was a valet for Andre the Giant. Like Manager goes, like, valets. <laughs> he, he goes way back, you know what I mean? Like he parked his car? Yeah. <laughs> valets are like uh, Miss Elizabeth. He, go, yeah. like, but it was, but he goes it was, way back, you know? Yeah, I think it's like a, kind of a cool like observation too because like, again, I, I don't I don't really remember this this era of like wrestling all that much. Um, 
And, like, I don't know, like, were people talking about Hurricane Ranas? No, no, this is... No. This is the entire, uh, well, not entire North American, but North American in the States and Canada being introduced to this on a wide scale. Like, yeah. this, this is the group, the Big Bang that makes wrestling what it is now. So this match is important as shit. This is, yeah. As, as far as, like, yeah. yeah. It's basically Ray's arrival. Yeah. Changes everything. That's And that's Conan bringing all these guys in. I mean, they were in ECW before this. Like, mm-hmm. there was 17-year-old Juventude and Ray having two out of three falls matches that were great in ECW. But this is even before ECW really blows. The big stage. No, like ECW at this point is a East Coast promotion. Basically Northeast. I mean, like Maryland and up right. know about it. Yeah. But I mean, this is the mass exposure that changes an entire wrestling style. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Pretty cool. To, yeah. I mean, there's my favorite spot of the whole match is there's a monkey flip on the apron into the ring post. Mm, it's the whole <laughs> it's like, match. Holy shit! I, I, again, I think that's why I didn't take notes on it, was Dude, because I was just yeah. watching. I'm surprised Ray didn't like bust his Achilles on the chair when he. It, that's that's what you're talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then Ouch. there's also uh, there's also Mike Tanay throughout this whole match. His commentary is incredible. Yeah, I love Tanay around this time. I I for, like I but I mean the I entire about him. the entire match is Frankensteiner mania. Like, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Which is a hurricane runner, right? Yeah. Well, the, uh, it's, it's, people will try and say there's a difference, but they can fuck right off. So, <laughs> isn't the Frankensteiner? Ju- they just they end in a pinning combo. For the most part, I think technically. Yeah. But shut up. It's. it's <laughs> Stop fucking being right. I mean, I'm real. Like, call the moves the right way. They're close enough. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't even like that you called a tiger driver because you double underhook the guy. A power bomb's a power bomb. Shut up. Like, yeah. Let's not get into that level of minutia. Yeah. But like, my favorite part of commentary in this whole thing is uh, they're like, "We're live, being seen around the world." And it goes, Shivani says it, and then out of nowhere, Heenan with like. My favorite non sequitur. It's not that funny, but I died laughing. Is he just goes, Is this being seen live in Bosnia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was the was that was there a crisis going on was that at that time? Probably. Yeah. I, I remember my the, yeah, I remember Bosnia. my uncle being shipped out to Bosnia when I was younger. Yeah, huh? probably. Oh, that was because he didn't have his green card though. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> keep going. I'm ready. Scottish and German, everybody. Keep for going. the record. Keep going, ready. Just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> Joke's not landing. Oh my god. All right. So, so we have Mysterio going over. Heenan says that. Uh, in certain parts of the world, it's called Splash Mountain. Other places are not average. Oh, but he blocked it. One, two, three. So now, now we're being racist and just casually making fun of people's addiction problems. From now on, can we mm. count how many times they're racist? And I want, I want the total number at the end. Yeah, yeah they're definitely. This is troubling. Who? I think Randy, you're in charge of keeping track of that. I just love writing down like the commentary. I know everyone makes fun of Heenan for just like sleepwalking through his WCW run, but Heenan at fifty percent is still the greatest of all time. Yeah, it's insane. So we go from that match to a Conan promo where he threatens to hit women. Long enough to be afforded that luxury. But I'll tell you something, Ric Flair. If your manager gets in the match, I'll cripple him. If one of the women get into the match, I'll clothesline him. If that football player gets into the match, I'll chop block him. But Ric Flair, I'm going back home with this U.S. title. (laughs) That is true, yeah. If any one of Ric Flair's 
girls get in, I'll clothesline them or something like that. Yeah, he's a, if uh, if woman gets involved, I'll slap her. I'm like, okay, fine. To be fair, <laughs> I would I would clothesline her too because her screaming throughout the match is super annoying. I don't hit women unless they ask me to in a sexy way. Are you guys gonna go see uh, Fifty Shades? No, darker. Free. Freed? Yeah. No. no. Uh, hashtag not, <laughs> not my Christian. <laughs> That's who they picked. Boo. Moving on. B- Bubba versus Tenta in a sack of silver dollars on a pole match. <laughs> yeah. This was fun though. Looked like it a droopy silly. condom. <laughs> a loaded yeah. droopy condom. Yeah. It was. It was a dumb match. Could they not get like fun. a proper tube sock with some lines? It just looked. Weird. Yeah, they should have. They should have really it gone just, like you know seventies gym class with yeah, it. Yeah, it just looked weird. Instead, it, looked, it just looked like one that hadn't been washed and left in a teenager's <laughs> bedroom for months. It looked like a loaded condom. Let's just call it what it is. So with this match, the first thing I noticed Practice right away. Practice safe sex, kids. <laughs> the first thing I noticed right away was how tall. The pole was. Oh, I have tall. never yeah. seen that Come before. <laughs> it had like every angle when there's supposed to be something tall in a cartoon, and they pan up. <laughs> that had to have been, not to not to jump ahead, but that had to have been the most workout that what's his tits had ever done. <laughs> Either <laughs> of them. <laughs> but like, are you talking about Jimmy Hart? Yeah. It had to have been that tall for that spot alone, and that's it. Yeah. Which he he shot right the fuck up that thing for a <laughs> yeah. guy in a suit. He shimmied, man. It was like Rollins climbing up the hell in a cell that He match. did take the jacket off, to be <laughs> yeah. fair. He took the jacket off. But I mean, dude, suit pants are slick. That's true. Like, on, on your, your pure, re- like, upper body. You're relying on friction of, like, I don't know, there was probably And he some had some, sort of like, Italian shoes on. Thing. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Hart, uh, great dresser, despite his hair. But I just, all my notes say, is tallest pole ever, Bubba is fat, Tenta has no music, and a porn starter stash. Uh... Yeah, I thought they shaved half of it the week before. Did they not? They shaved the beard. This but, was one but of the, he left the mustache. This was the match that I was like, he literally pulled shears out of his pocket. <laughs> ha- like, they were pretty far into the match yeah. when this happened. They were pretty far into the match. He was fucking Bubba the Barber was pulling all sorts of shit out of his, out of his now, pants. He, I don't want to jump ahead or anything, but DDP did the same thing in the... Uh... The, the tape fist match. Oh, he just had some like tape. Like, yeah, tape is take not a, no, no, he had scissors. He, he cut Jim Did Duggan's. He, really? he cut Jim Duggan's tape off his hands. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I don't remember if he. he, he yeah, I think he did pull it out of his. I, I, I pulled think it, it was out his pipes. boot. Oh yeah, it was boot. Yeah, all right, good call. So at Still. least there's some around it. But Still, that was so Bubba nice. has an amazing wind-up punch. With yeah, seven swings. Yeah. <laughs> Looked like a fucking Hanna Barbera cartoon. cartoon. <laughs> Which, if anyone ever played that boxing game on the Dreamcast, knows automatic win. <laughs> Ready to rumble. Oh, good stuff. But Jimmy Hart, yeah, he goes up and gets it. Uh, Tenta waits, and then he hits Bubba for the win. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we've said what all we're gonna say about this. I mean, yeah. it continues the next night on Nitro. Yeah. But now, I actually didn't take Matt. Um, of course, it does. I didn't take uh, notes on that, but. We had the, uh, did we have the tape fist match before or after this match? It's after. It's after, yeah. Okay. Because all I wrote was two back-to-back gimmick matches with yeah. an eye roll emoji. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, between the two matches, there's a WCW promo with, um, you know, the Luger, Savage, Sting. Uh, Sting says he likes the unknown. Yeah. And it's not the time for talk. It's the time for action from Lex. He gets turned his on by the unknown. He gets turned on by the unknown. He seemed very aroused yeah. at that point. So I, I mean, I don't know if he was, but... Here's what we know of Sting so far in our research for this. I wanna freak you. 
You know what the unknown does, Mean Gene? The unknown gives me a real dry mouth. The unknown makes me a nervous wreck. The unknown puts chills right up and down my spine. I like that. That's good. The unknown gives me goosebumps all over my body. And you know something? It does the same thing to the Macho Man. It does the same thing to the total package. We are a team. We're up for this one. You guys are just gonna do it. Go do it. Let's just go do it. Let's just go do it. Let's just go do it. I can get you out of my mind. Let's just go do it. He doesn't like gays. Mm-mm. He and does not turned, like gays. But he is turned on by the unknown. So gays. As, <laughs> or, or blindfolds, I don't know. Look, I mean, you know, it's the 21st century. Don't Anybody ha- else annoyed? Hashtag maybe my Christian. <laughs> don't dog it till you try it, I guess. Anybody you know? else annoyed that they're not wearing matching face paint this time around? No, you gotta be individual. It's gotta get you shine, brother. I wanted Usos. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I wanted. So we go from that to the DDP versus... Cracksaw Jim Duggan, because this man is insane. There was lots of fisting in this match. And I loved every single time Dusty Rhodes said fist. You know, actually working to get those, Tony. Dallas had a game plan here, you know, because he had moved up the ladder, as we said, like him or not, uh, as far as wrestling going, and really started to make his mark. Now then, his game plan was to tape this guy's fist, take the tape fist of him, but as big as Duggan's fist all, Bobby the Brain, he can knock you out with one oh. shot. Fist. <laughs> There's gonna be so much fist. There's a flack of fist. <laughs> Excuse me, Dusty. Good. What is your favorite amount of alcohol? A fist. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Dusty Rhodes. We're not making fun. But uh, I love like Dallas's that. cool blue gear and his cigar walking down. I He's awesome. Fucking great look. That was great. I love DDP. So do I. Always have. He Always also will. he puts tape on the camera like a fucking dick. <laughs> such an asshole. I never I, I never got this match though. I was like, I don't get why it was a taped fist match. I mean, I know that at one point Hacksaw so, gets his legs taped, but all right. It's so just, in kayfabe, putting tape around your fist makes it heavier. Right. Therefore, harder punches. Right. Well, it doesn't make it heavier. It makes it so it holds your bones together so they don't break. It's they tape their fists under but, boxing gloves. I don't know. I, I, that I but do, early, earlier in the year, though, they had I done. They, I think they said that, like, uh, on commentary during oh. one of the times that some one of them taped their fist. It was like Zabisco where somebody spouted that out. I, I think might it have may been, have been heated. I might I have been right too busy it. laughing at Dusty Rhodes saying <laughs> fist. <laughs> yeah, I called this a Triple H tape fist match, but like, they did an angle earlier in the year where Duggan goes back to Ireland and finds out his great-grandmother was a taped-fixed boxing champion. Jesus Christ. I, did, I think that was around, like, the uncensored 96 with, like, the big doom cage or whatever. This is Attitude-era, like, bullshit. <laughs> it was funny, though, when he went there, because they, they basically... But you know what I mean? Like, this, that's Attitude-era bullshit. He goes to, like, this bar or whatever, and there's a guy who knew his family, I think, and they show a picture of a woman. That, it looks like Duggan and Drag in an old-school Victorian picture that you get in an amusement park. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> a genius. Hopefully Kevin Sullivan. Jeez, yeah. Oh, I yeah. fucking hate him, by the way. Yeah, yeah Hacksaw so. gets taped to a post in this. And... Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed was... that. That was funny. Yeah. My favorite line of commentary from this. Well, he went into his draws and got something out. I think he got the tape out. He's going to tape his legs together around the ring post. 
Rennick's taking, taping his feet as John Tinta, as we've seen him be taped. Now we're seeing Hacksaw Jim Duggan's legs being taped. He can't get it to work right. Why shouldn't his legs be taped together? His eyes are together. Oh, man. And he says these things when he knows he's in the safe distance. Dream. Oh. You got to hear what he says about you when we're not on oh, the right. Always saying praises of the man. Yeah, of course. Oh. Yeah. On the draw. Yeah, that was cold-blooded, man. <laughs> Boom, roasted. <laughs> DDP bumps like a boss for this entire thing. He's all over the place. Uh, I think he gets his feet caught in the ropes, falling out of the he ring. He does the, uh, the drop kick through the ropes again. Yeah. I notice he does that in every match. It's great. Yeah. Dusty loses track of where he is on the commentary. <laughs> Tim can and he just spit his bubble gum right on Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, I think at one point, they, uh, even on top of him having a hard time with the word fists, he says fist assists. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes to a diamond cutter finish for the win. Heel Hacksaw Jim Duggan with a tape fist after the match attacks. Beats the, yeah, he beats the piss out of him. <laughs> Uh, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> Duggan, there's no real angle for him, anything. He just shows up and he does doesn't his have routine. a gimmick. He just does his Duggan thing. His, well, gimmick, I, is, his gimmick is America. Yeah. His, what's, his what, gimmick is he's the American godfather. What's the two by four? Uh, that's what built this country. It's a phallic symbol. And he's always talking about hoes. Again, he is the godfather. He's crazy white godfather. Mm. So we go from that match to a Dungeon of Dune promo. Yeah. Where, uh, We're going to eat horse stew. <laughs> Looks like we're going to have some horse stew later. <laughs> the giant, yeah. the giant Sullivan loves the dungeon. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Fucking Paul White has not had dinner. <laughs> so fucking funny. Which basically, that's all. Is he, I think it's a whisper to shouty promo, making Sid Vicious proud. Yeah. So we go from that to a horseman promo. Uh, they warn about warn the outsiders not to mess with them. Arn will cut the giant in half. Benoit is silent but violent. Boy, would we find that out. Oh, come on! <laughs> Jesus Christ. God damn, dude. Rude. So next, we have the Public Enemy versus the Nasty Boys. Does anybody else think that uh, Public Enemy is a poor man's too cool? Ooh. They were at ECW, weren't they? Yeah, but that is... I've... Uh, I know I'm a year ahead, year or two ahead before Too Cool debuts, but well, they debut is too hot. You're like three and a half years ahead, but like still, uh, I have honestly never, I've never made that. Yeah, I've never, I've never put that together before. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, one of my notes it, just says I fucking hate Public Enemy. So. Minus the worm, it's all kind of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the fact that uh, both the wave Too Cool are alive somehow. Also, uh, mm. the Nasty Boys theme song is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I, it's so awful. It's basically love the same match. thing they had in the WWE, just their nasty boys. It's the room of theme songs. Like, yeah. so We're bad I enjoyed it. I loved this match, except the split screen the whole time was just like oh. way too distracting. Uh, did you also notice um, Rocco Rock was hitting Sags with a trash can lid, but he was like... <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. He wasn't even yeah. hit. Like, you're just, like, tapping him. Like, with my like first, a pillow. My first note for this match is, this should suck. <laughs> I like this match. Where do you get a trash can lid from? Who fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking that question? Why? <laughs> He's... Blatant. Oh, oh, there's the trash can. I guess that's where he got the lid from. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> was it the dog collar match? That yeah, the dog collar fucking match. Fucking stupid. I loved it actually. I thought it was funny. I mean, again, the split screen was was driving me crazy. But I three thought the match gimmick was funny. matches in a row, yeah. and Vince Russo is not even in the company yet. Yeah. For the time, I mean, these brawls and stuff were entertaining. 
but they had done way better matches with uh, Max Payne with Cactus Jack versus the Nasty Boys. And Foley is all over. Like, he's bumping off the entryway to the fucking floor doing the Nasty Plunge and shit. They're, they're just better quality. Yeah. And they, it's same company just three years later than that. Can I tell you my favorite line of commentary from this match? I'll Please try to... do. I would love to hear it. It's against the law to walk your dog on a beach in the state of Florida. Hey, you know what? I think it's against, your, against the law to walk your dog on the beach in Florida. <laughs> yeah, but they're not walking these dogs. They're dragging them. That was good. Now they're beating them into the fans. <laughs> Useful information, though. <laughs> True, it is. They oh, are yeah. in Daytona. Thank you. There's a lot of people watching. They might, you know. Dusty. Well, there's God also, bless you, man. There's also, I think, uh, Heenan says yeah. he's going to bury, gonna bury him, him in the sand, sand like, like a, a cat, cat does. does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Implying he's cat shit. Uh, some great. Uh, there's a rubber shark attack. I feel like this This was my favorite for the commentary, but just mainly because Dusty. Oh, was, he comes he, alive. He comes alive. He was starting to come alive during the fist match. And then uh, during this one, he was all over, and it was just so good. A, it was just so good. They attacked to the rubber sharks, surfboards. Twice, Rocco Rockets pulled off the lifeguard stand. Oh, it was great. And now there's a shark. That's a rubber shark. A man just beat him with a rubber shark. He's beating a man with a rubber shark. He's got a surfboard. Oh. You can do much more with a surfboard than you can a rubber shark. I can tell you that. Yeah, he's okay. about hanging 10. I'm just getting ready to that. No, you yes, I was. Okay, say wipeout. Now there's an inner tube come into play. A life preserver. They are, a, yes, an inner A plunder is, a plunder, I told you guys, these guys, look at this. This is messy. And they're still hooked by the neck with dog collars and chains. They can't get away from each yeah. other. Two count on the surfboard. I didn't hear that. I guarantee I it. never thought I'd ever say that. Two count on the surfboard. I'd pick but up I some did. sand right now and just pour it down their tights. And in their eyes, that's what I do. Hey, watch out now, we're going up here. Rock now we rock. have a lifeguard on duty. Rocco rocked a long way to drop. Oh. Well, he heard somebody was drowning. Yeah, he sure did. He didn't know it'd be himself. <laughs> that's right. In sand. I'll oh, tell you what, good ass. Or is that kitty litter? Yeah, you could almost just, wow. That's some blows being struck. Wow, I mean. He's going back up to the lifeguard perch again. What's amazing is the lifeguard perch is still standing. Yeah. It was still standing. Well, just as soon as you talk. It ain't standing. It ain't standing no more. <laughs> I guarantee you, brother, bash at the beach. WCW. I take it back. I love Public Enemy. <laughs> and, and Tony says there's like added, there's added danger to this match because every time you go to the beach, you definitely get sand everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right in the teeth. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. There's a pile driver in the entranceway. Knobs almost eats the legs of an upside down table when he falls down. Uh, Rocco Rocco goes to the corner and bounces off of the table, doesn't break it. Sags oh, chain. He landed, he landed oh. on the chain. Yeah. If you watch it, he lands spine first on the chain, and then the table doesn't even give. Yeah. Fuck that bump. Yeah, it was. It was... Yeah, Sags wraps like his arm man. in a chain and clotheslines him at one point. Grunge gets hung over the ropes. And then just random roll-up of Rocco Rock for a quick pin. The announcers call it a mess. Public Enemy attacks afterwards. Yeah. And then they say the third man in that match for either team was the table. <laughs> Cue I am the table edit.
So it was a shit match, entertaining for various reasons. Oh, yeah. It was Not fun. the reasons that were intended, but it was fun it, It's entertaining in the way the entire broken universe is entertaining. Yeah, it was fun as hell. <laughs> so we cut to Gene doing his entryway promo, which I kind of miss a lot of stuff like this in wrestling. Just a guy summarizing things, almost like a narrator popping in the middle of a movie. I'm okay with it, um, but the post-match interviews I found were far, far too many. Mm. Like not just in this pay per view, but like as as a month, there was he Gene was there for almost the end of every match, and was like, "Come on, man. yeah, like, but it's before ball rolling. It's before uh, pre cut promos were a real thing. I mean, I guess I guess I should appreciate it as an adult because we don't get that now. But I mean, as we great, get it every now and then with Renee. But. As great as Gene is, though, he does say you could cut the electricity with a knife. Oh, I have which a... that's the quickest way to end probably, up dead. Yeah, Gene. You probably shouldn't do that. I have a note, uh, uh, another drinking game thing. Um, Here it is. Uh, Take a drink every time someone mentions you could cut it with a knife. (laughs) Do you really have that written down? Yeah. Uh, Hold on. It's uh, it's here. I will have to say, though. uh, I wonder how many things get cut. My my favorite thing. (laughs) One of my favorite things is uh, while Gene is doing these promos, just watch him. Just watch his facial expressions. You can tell he doesn't give a fuck. And the moment they say something stupid, he'll call him out on it immediately. It's yeah. always through a furrowed brow, too. <laughs> he's so good. Why is he so angry? Because yeah. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck are they talking about? So it's time for the the match of the night, I thought. Oh, oh really? <laughs> I, like, I think the opener is the best match. But now we have uh, the Disco Inferno, Gilbretti his real last name versus Dean the Iceman Man of a Thousand Holds Malenko this Malenko, is another match that I didn't take notes on because I was watching I love Malenko Malenko oh, has sorry. Star Fox music I was misreading my notes I just had a little Rey Mysterio thing we already talked about him this is not the match of the night <laughs> <laughs> I take that back alright are you dissing Inferno <laughs> you Dean? guys know how much I love Disco so no I'm not I thought this him. match had a really good story as far as Dean is annoyed by Disco's antics and just is stiffer than a dick at the whole start of this match. He's <laughs> kicking him all around the place, fucking slamming him super stiff for no re- Like, I mean, I get you're trying to put your character over as like, I'm serious business and I'm not here to mess around with a guy who just constantly fucks around. But like, it's a little much at points in this match. Yeah. Like, There's I, an amazing brain buster. I enjoyed Malenko as a kid, but like watching him back now as an adult, oh, he's so good. It's uh, great. Ah. Oh. Anyway, continue. Uh, motion. It's just so weird that this is a cruiserweight match. Yeah. He doesn't look like he would be a cruiserweight. And they didn't wrestle like cruiserweights. I mean, they were wrestling like heavyweights. Cruiser, cruiserweight is just a weight class. I know, but it's just weird. I don't You're know. thinking lucha. Malenko can do, do it. I don't, I don't know. Malenko can do like head scissors and stuff really well, like if you watch some of his ECW things. Uh, the best I want to remind our listeners that, you know, I, I, I'm very modern when it comes to wrestling. I, I'm, what, right. My perspective is from like a current standpoint that's so. why you're our valued judge yeah <laughs> so for those listening that are like this fucking guy the great Fuck line you. of commentary for this match oh, yeah, was sorry. uh heenan saying the moose protected disco's head on that brain buster <laughs> a fucking papa door so good so the good. single leg crab stf shows up in this take notes john cena hey real quick during this match uh when inferno was coming out um i saw another pink polka dot and I thought it was the same lady. So I actually went back and like paused it in slow motion. No, old lady. <laughs> Short old lady with shirt. <laughs> I was like, ah, I thought we had it twice. I have a question. Oh, here we go. Ooh, insert, insert music here. 
I have a question. Did Dean win with a sharpshooter or a Texas cloverleaf? What's the difference? Go. Sharpshooter is your leg through their legs, crisscrossed. Austin uh, okay. Applesauce. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> so the, uh, the cloverleaf is it's you put their bent leg, like it's a, like a figure four bent leg, behind their knee. And then you lock that in with your forearms and, and you put foot. their bent foot underneath your arm. Oh. Which, bio-wise, I don't think that does anything extra for the knee. Mm. It, like, maybe you, you make the guy calf-cutter himself with his own leg. Yeah, yeah. it makes what, it harder to get Boston out of as far as the legs go. But Okay. So there's like 80 pe- I'm speaking from my novice wrestling fans out there. There's a lot of people doing the sharpshooter now. Yes. Is anybody doing the cloverleaf? Seamus. Sometimes, yeah. Tanahashi does in New Japan. That but it is kind of one of those forgotten finishers. Malenko is, I think, the only person who's used it to that level ex- exclusively over a long time. Yeah, like, it was Seamus his, it will was pull his it out. in WWE, too. He'll mm. pull it out every once in a while, but it, like Randy said, Malenko is the one who really used it. Yeah. It's my favorite submission move. I think it's great. I mean, it aesthetically it looks, it looks good it looks really good yeah. that's why i was i was like that's again you know see it's that in the the rings of saturn which i was happy never brought back for a while i think they're great finishers that just don't get used enough yeah what's the rings of saturn that's people, uh, want, people want to know the guy on his side with the arms behind his back you put one between your legs one in your arms you pull push back. them together oh you're talking about what happens a little bit later in the match yeah it's a, it's a, a little, little bit later in the, no, in the night in the night rather with uh you know, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the, the weirdest part of this match is it worked backwards because it's heel-heel. But, like, Disco, they try to get empathy for Disco, and he gets his shine and fire later, and Malenko slowly works him over for the vast majority of this match to a dead silent crowd. And then they, like, you know, uh, Malenko will be on offense, and then it'll switch around. Disco will get a shine. No one really pops for him because he's a fucking asshole. So it's just really awkward. But, like, they, they do a good job of showing that if Disco drops the bullshit, he can wrestle, which is good character development on top of all the fantastic shenanigans he's had going on. I just I want to take a time out real quick. I'm looking at your notes, and all I see is, Gene, you don't cut electricity with a knife, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah, my notes are just very... Oh, uh, so good. Just one-liners. Long thread of consciousness. <laughs> They're just outlines of my oh. exact thought when I saw things. That's really good. So, it's a, it's a good story match. Eventually, Malenko taps him, as he should. I mean, the right guy goes over. Um, Disco looks a little bit better afterwards. Match really does nothing for Malenko. But it's all right. I mean, he retained the title. but We already know he's better than Disco. And now we go to the worst match of the night. Joe Gomez. Who? Versus Here Comes Mongo. This is the, what, the third time we've seen Gomez now? Yeah. Random I don't remember him. He... He's only around for like this year, and then you'd okay. see him on like Saturday nights getting killed. All right. I think I watched this at work and I fell asleep. Oh, it's awful. At yeah. work. Just quickly go through this because you I'll, have I'll, one note for it. Literally, all, I have one thing written down terrible neck breaker. All right. Done. And I, Mongo wins with the, the spike pile driver tombstone. But it's god awful. It's terrible. You have fat Lorenzo Lamas, and then Mongo's weird body where like I don't know where his waist is in those pants. Did he tap him on the head with a briefcase? I don't think there was any of that shit going on. It might have been. I literally just... We're not there yet. I I think I was like, I knew this was going to be bad and of no consequence to anyone in the company. And I'm pretty sure I just played on Instagram for this entire match until I heard the bell. 
This is one of those ones, if you uh, know this match, if you're familiar with this match, if you love this match, get at us. Let us know what your thoughts are, because we fucking hated it. Yes. Actually, if you're a fan of Mongo at all, yeah, I want to know why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You will have a voice on this podcast. If you we are will a fan. pay you to come on and defend this man's <laughs> career. Well, tell uh, me, please. Well, we're not going to pay. Our budget's small, Freddy. No, we're good. <laughs> I didn't say how much. <laughs> if I give him a fucking penny, you got paid. But, That's so. a good point. All right, fair. Now he knows the secret. There will be an increment of money that you get paid if you want to come on and yeah, defend I hope you're from Canada. You're going to get one loony. Because <laughs> so, you're loony for liking Mongo. <laughs> you, you would have to technically be absolutely insane. <laughs> so we, we get a flare promo. Which is amazing. For your large trophy you cage. can never you have enough trophies in life. Now, Mongo did it once. The Nature Boy will do it twice. And then Double A and the Crippler will take down the devil and the giant. And tomorrow night at Nitro, woo, I will be a man with a U.S. championship and a world heavyweight championship. Mean Gene, La Cucaracha. Woo, brother, it's Bash at the Beach. And we are here in Daytona to start. Woo! And profile. Take a look at yes. what's not south of the border, brother, but right here in Daytona. Elizabeth, I'm very Woo! curious. Uh, what Come kind on, of a. Man. They say that you're a man with a thousand holds. Tonight, brother, you gotta meet a man that has unlimited knowledge of the greatest sport in the world. Right, Mean Gene? Yep. I think, uh, Ric Flair, you have said it all, as they say in the beer commercial. My friend, not only said it all, done it all. Woo! Conan, grab your best hold, kid. Nature boy, coming your way. Woo! You know, woman, if anything, you know, I've, I'm, I've got a commitment elsewhere, but uh, I must say, if anything were to happen, you've been very, very kind to me, very attractive. I just don't particularly care for the people that you hang around with these days. Is that true? Well, I just don't believe that, Gene. I believe you have it bad for me, and you don't care who I hang with or what I do. Isn't that right, darling? Mean Excuse Gene, me. bottom line is, woman makes one more advance towards you, you won't be able to go back to Sarasota. You'll be across the street on the penthouse with the nature bar and the girls partying in Daytona. Woo! All night long. Tell him, Mean Gene, Conan, we're fixing Thank you. that aisle. In addition to wrestling, Woo! we're going to have a little pole vaulting competition here. Let's get you back up to the ring for more action. You want to be the man? I didn't even know. The man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he. I mean, he's also talking about the pole vault is his dick. Yeah. But also, uh, he calls Conan the man of a thousand holds. That's Dean Malenko, uh, asshole. Dean Malenko. And he's going to be in your stable in a couple <laughs> months. Get it together. Yeah. But it's just great flair stuff. It's kind of mailed in flair, but still great. Yeah. Conan flair. My only note, lots of interference. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I'm a noted hater of conan i love him as a character i love k-dog when he's in uh, the nwo but he i think he's he's like a, a shitty chris jericho flair is great flair flop all this other stuff tries to make conan look great but i thought it was clunky a lot of the interference spots are not very clean with woman and all the passing of nux and the, the first that we saw of uh conan uh, i think it was the first episode of nitro that we watched for the podcast um, I don't remember who he was facing, but he was really good. Like, I liked that match. 
I don't know. I've always found it. But then I, I thought the same thing with this match is that it was not. It was sloppy. Like, <laughs> like I don't know, like how that happened in like a month. Right, he's just he's always like I can't tell you a single great Conan match, but I can tell you I, he has a great mind for the business. He was the Hulk Hogan of Mexico. He was insanely over. He did great things for wrestling as far as bringing the luchadors to North America and changing everything. Like he's one of those underground guys who you don't know how important he is until you really read about him. But would you say he's a lucha underground? <laughs> he was running the Lucha Underground Railroad. Oh Jesus! Is this a cricket effect? <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Uh, that's a familiar sound effect. Yeah. Uh, they put season two on uh, Netflix, didn't they? Of what? Lucha Underground? Lucha? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I think there's a couple seasons on but, now. So no one's going to laugh at that? or No. <laughs> Actually, put a laugh track. Put a laugh track on there. That's I'm going to put a standing ovation right here. And go, everyone. After the match, Flair goes over, right? In that one, Flair puts his legs up on the on yeah, the yeah, rope. And, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for we the, go for to the uh, woman hits him with a spiked shoe. Yeah, there was a lot of that in 1996. And apparently, high-heeled shoes, last thing in the world you want to get hit in the head with. It's that and a bullet, two most dangerous things. Mm. So we go to a Gene promo where he's standing outside of the locker room and he talks about. He's like, "This is a voice. It's like I can feel it or remember it deep in the back of my memory." Yeah. If you know who it is, I'm not going to spoil it here. You should know this voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Come on. The whole time I watch it, like, they're doing brilliantly at, like, hiding this. In, in my notes, I have, this third man. I have uh, Gene says that he heard the third man went to the locker room, was eavesdropping, the voice seems familiar. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> How do you forget that? It's kind of distinguishable. He's only said your name a thousand times in promos. Like, yeah. Like, you know, you could see this man from space. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like everyone knows who it is, and, the line, and they're trying to hide it so The line, well. it rings in the subconscious. Yeah. Just, what? It's there. It's, it's like, are you, ha- are, you, are you showing dementia signs? Like, what's wrong with you? It's insanity. This, should, this should not have existed. Just go to, like, Tony and, and fucking Heenan and Dusty and have them just talk about the main event. Yeah, like, Heenan's telling them to, like, pay off the guards. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> was fucking them. hilarious, though. With Gene's like... Excuse me, have you said, hey, wait a minute, I'm not going to do your dirty work. Why I oughta? <laughs> I don't even know who's on first. It's uh, like that level of comedy. It was so funny. So we have the Horseman versus the Dungeon of Doom tag match with the Task, the Tisk Master, so, <laughs> Kevin Sullivan and the Giant versus Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit. So with this, while uh, Dungeon's coming out, uh, at the time, Giant is uh, champion, correct? Yes. So Which on, you would not remember. On his way out, Mongo attacks him with a briefcase, and I wrote, I'm assuming he's finally cashing in. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, like, it was kind of cool the way, because like, they said they wanted to isolate the Taskmaster, but the way that the giant chases uh, Arn to the back and stuff so they can isolate Sullivan with Benoit, I thought was cool. And he came back, which uh, you wouldn't see in, in WWE booking. That person's just gone forever. Yeah. So... That was good on them. So it's really light on Kevin Sullivan, which everyone's thankful for. You don't have to see his terrible mushroom stomp and shit, even though I'm pretty sure he did it. But, I mean, he's not in there. The Giant comes off great. I mean, they they don't really push much of him in any of these shows that he's the world champion. Yeah. I act, Again, that's why I had to ask. I had to confirm. But I he looks remember. great. I Is mean, a mushroom stomp when you put a 
bare asshole on someone's face? No, the mushroom stamp, mushroom stamp is when you hit them with your erection and leave a bruise. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, no, that's not an age thing. Yeah, we, I mean, we were just doing like, you just go like straight for like the dick in the mouth. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Oh. But eventually, this it was a man gi- is married. <laughs> eventually, the, shut up. Eventually, the giant gets in there and just kills both of them. Choke slam for the win. He retains his birthright. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why he keeps, he keeps talking about his birthright. Like he's a fucking he's yeah. a truther. I don't understand, understand that at all. <laughs> fucking the giant's trying to make America great again. <laughs> Paul White has many guns. You're not uh, taking his AR-15. <laughs> god damn. Oh, God. All right, and now we move to what everyone has waited for, the hostile takeover match. And our esteemed judge, Zeke Sublet, as this is his first time sitting through one of the most pivotal points in wrestling, mm-hmm. will take it away oh, from yeah, here. Oh, yeah, this is your first time seeing this. You guys did such a better job taking notes than I did. I was like freehanding, like doing short shorthand while I was uh, watching this. I, find, I found myself rewinding a lot last night. Yeah. All right. So the Outsiders start off the match. They are the Outsiders at this point. I think, as in, yeah, tonight, I think, is tonight, the first time yeah. they really... It's on the tights. They, they said it earlier yeah. in the pay-per-view, and yeah. then they came out with it Scott on Scott Hall's on got the gear. Yeah, he's got the gear. Um... Which I never knew the theme song they came out to was like the official Outsiders theme song. It's terrible. It's really bad. It was actually the same music that played during the terrible 90s promo. Oh, yeah. It's dog shit. Which I noticed in your notes, you also wrote the same thing. Extremely 90s video package. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the shit guitar. It's one of the most forgotten themes in wrestling, which Triple H for two weeks, in uh, once he split from DX in the Attitude Era, had one of the worst like heel guitar solo things. It was just a lot of like, dun, dun, wee! After we're done with this, let's listen to that. I want to hear that. It's awful. Yeah, I want to hear that. Anyway. Yeah. So the outsiders come out. Just two of them. So it's just Hall, just Nash come out. Um, uh, Once again, we get a cut. Cuts. The tension is so thick you can cut it with a knife reference. Uh, Mean Gene comes out and is like, hey, what's going on? I thought there was three of you. That's my uh, Mean Gene impression. (laughs) Uh, to which, once again, emphasis on every word. Yeah, once again, Scott <laughs> Hall uh, tries to do a joke that doesn't land and calls him Scheme Gene. Yeah, I don't get his jokes. <laughs> well, they're just, they're just referencing the parody promos. Yeah. I so know. he comes out, uh, just the two of them. Everyone's all like, oh my god, it's just the two of them. I thought there was a third person. Making castles in the sky. What the heck's up with just this? Just the two of us. The elite. Nash Hall. Which, was this the first. What, I don't remember them being referred to as the elite until tonight. Oh, were they always the elite? The elite, this thing staying in. Oh, oh yeah, they do. They call them the elite of WCW. Yeah. Which, by the way, they picked that team by pulling names out of a hat. Right. As Bruce Buffer says before the match, it's for the sanctity of WCW. Yeah. You're just going to pull them out of a hat? You could have got Alex Wright, Disco Inferno, and Joe Gomez as the three defending yeah. the sanctity of WCW. And you got yeah. the three biggest names in the company. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking buy it. So they're the elite now, I guess. They were the only three names in the hat. <laughs> um, there might have been Hawk in there. Who knows? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, not get into too many, uh, you know, of the pivotal moments of like, you know, what moves they were doing because I'm just gonna There's sound not, like an asshole. It's very punch kicky. But Luger goes out pretty early. 
on the lamest bump. He gets he's in the middle of a stinger splash. Yeah, but you know what? I I, I watched that again, and the way that they made it look, it made it look like Luger purposely got himself out because he was the third guy. Mm. He was in WWF prior to this. Yeah, but he he's got to start in WCW, and they also they had stopped pushing the thing of like you can't trust Luger. But still, but you know what I mean, like. I, think, I didn't if, think of that, but yeah, that does... They should have done that. They should have done that. that it actually would have made They should have said that doesn't look like it should have took him out, and then you could just play a Luger's kind of, Luger, Luger's kind of cowardly. Mm. And it would, have been, it would have added something to it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was... So Luger goes out from Friendly Fire. Yep. He's on a stretcher. He keeps getting bummed. And then... So now it's evened up. They kept saying that over and they over They said again. it like a billion times. Yeah. Savage takes a bad neck bump, but he fights back. Sting, what's is this the this is the move that I thought you were talking about earlier, where they had him in that little move where's and they kept banging on his ribs and then beautifully the, the abdominal stretch. stretch hall always does oh, that yeah. the and they were holding hands and it was a nice yeah. tender moment between so the outside. So it's kind of like that, but laying down. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was sweet. They were holding hands and using yeah. you know it was, it was nice. Yeah, you got to be there for you. They boys. showed a softer side of the outsiders during that move. <laughs> <laughs> um. Savage comes in, takes on both outsiders, blah, blah, blah. His hot tag ends quickly. Yeah. Takes a low blow from Nash. So, real and quick, then, uh, just, I wanted to point out commentary. Yeah. Um, when Macho does his hot tag yeah. and he starts pummeling on people, Dusty Rhodes, for like a solid 15 seconds, just repeatedly yells, Who be bad now? Who be bad now? Who be bad now? Like, <laughs> he also, he also please says, stop. He says, what a rush. And I went, hmm? <laughs> we, uh, what's going on here? Yeah, you trying to be Hawk? But like Tony during like after the Luger injury has a great point of being like, well, why don't we just bring someone else out? Fine, like you make the rules. It's your <laughs> like. Why don't they just go? All right, get out there, Sergeant Craig Pitbull Pittman. Like, <laughs> Joe Gomez, get your ass out there. <laughs> so at this point, this is where I got kind of pissed, and maybe it's because I'm a new. New Age wrestling fan. Enter Hulk Hogan. Ah, oh, so good. Nash is down. He's got Nash down. Savage is down. Oh, oh, no. Man. And then there was one, and it was Sting, and he didn't look too good. Hulkamania. Hulk Hogan is here. Hulk Hogan's here. Hulk Hogan is in the No building. music. No, nothing. I would love music. Yeah, he's halfway down the ramp before they even put a camera on him. Oh, I, I've been ready to defend this forever. But the crowd is going nuts. I, I know, time. I know exactly where he's going with this. So, oh, okay. So, okay. Here's Hulk now. Uh, what's his? Uh, Nash just took a low, uh, gave a low blow to Savage. Enter Hulk. Some of this now. Who's bad now, boys? Hulk Hogan arrived. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. What is oh he doing? Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man. What oh. the hell is going on here? Hulk Hogan has betrayed WCW. Mm, he is oh, the third uh, man. Legs drop, Savage, a whole bunch of times. He's now the third man. He is the voice in Mean Gene's head that he can't figure out. It's Hollywood Hulk. Oh my God! How could he do this? 
And I was like, all right, like, I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot of can I can I ask a question to it? I, I would have thought it would have been yeah. When he was getting into the ring, how did you feel about everybody on commentary yelling, "It's Hulk Hogan! It's Hulk Hogan!" And Bobby the Brain Heenan goes, "Yeah, but whose side is he on?" Here we go. He spent almost ten years. No, no I'm not. I mean, I'm not complaining. No, I this. know, but it's it's widely everyone goes. He spoils it. No, he doesn't. His entire thing for his career is he says, you can't trust this man. When he's a big face in WWE, you can't trust this man. You can't trust this man. You can't trust this man. And then when the leg drop goes down, you get a payoff out of that from Heenan where he goes, I told you. (laughs) Now, I will say this. I started pissed just because I wanted a little bit more fanfare. There was a lot of buildup. I just want to hear the music and have him kind of come out. Well, his his – Face WCW music was different. It wasn't real American, was it? No, it's he's a man. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Because they showed a promo, like they showed a promo, like right in the beginning of us doing the podcast. And I know, I know that I'm wrong on this to you know diehard fans that they everyone thinks that it's perfect. All I'm saying is I think they they built it up so much, and then all of a sudden he's just like halfway to the ring, and it's like, oh hey Hulk, what's going on? <laughs> Like he's been there the whole what time. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna so, be like? Are you gonna like be on the elite side? Are you gonna be on the outsider side? Oh, you're on the outsider side. Now, moving on. Well, we can come back to that. Oh my god! What the hell is going on? Oh my god! Are you kidding me? I, probably the lowest shot ever given to professional wrestling. That man did right there, Hulk Hogan. Let's get everybody out of the dressing room right now and kick his rear end. Unbelievable, brother. What have I been saying all these years? What have I been saying all these years? Oh my God. A career of a lifetime. Right down the drain, kid. I hope you love it. Can you You just sold your soul to the devil? See those little hulksters with the tears rolling down their face right now? We are not going to even acknowledge that three count. Now what happens to us? What happens now to WCW? There was no three count. Hulk drops the, you know, drops the, the leg drop. Throws out the ref, pins Savage, and Hall does the count. Yep. So nothing counts. Correct. And then Shivani even says that. He goes, we're not even going to acknowledge We're not even going to acknowledge it. Yeah. Then he goes on a beautiful promo that he uh, just, oh, his. I have another question, though. It was great. How did you feel about that leg drop? Because, I mean, you kind of nonchalantly went over that leg drop. But at that time, that's a huge, like, pivotal moment. Yeah. That was like ruining, like crushing little kids like dreams because they it's like if John Cena were to do that to somebody. I thought again, I'm being very uh shallow here. Let's just make that clear. Okay. I just wanted the fucking music. <laughs> That's all I wanted. Okay. I wanted the build off to have this big thing where he you hear the music. And he walks out of the curtain, and then the, the camera's on the whole time. I think he should have ran. Like, your friends are getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. But it would be really cool if he ran, slid into the ring, bounced off the ropes, and then, like, dropped. <laughs> I would be cool if, like, he ran out, the music was playing. Like, if he ran out, and then, like, got in the face of, like, Scott Hall and Nash, and then turned around, that would have been even better. That would have taken that as if, well. If he was there to confront, have a confrontation, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, rather than him, you know, stand there and kind of wind up on the leg drop and telegraph yeah. it. I just feel like... Yeah, because, like, I mean, all that really happened that even was even close to that was the outsiders, like, bailed as soon as he got in the ring. Yeah, it was just... There was so much buildup. And, the, again, I know, I'm shallow with this. I, I get that. I get that. Okay. But 
the leg drop was powerful. His mic, you know, you know, his interview with uh, with with um, with Mean Gene was amazing. This has to be the absolute worst moment in my broadcasting career, and we're all witnessing it. Go Look ahead, at Oakland. He looks like he's gonna break up. Go ahead, Gene. Hulk Hogan. Excuse me. Excuse me. What in the world are you thinking? Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. I have been with you for so many years. For you to join up with the likes of these two men absolutely makes me sick to my stomach. And I think that these people here and a lot of other people around the world have had just about enough of this man, this man, and you want to put yourself in this group, you've got to be kidding me. Well, the first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. These two men right here came from a great big organization up north. And everybody was wondering who the third man was. Well, who knows more about that organization than me, brother? I've been there. I've done that. You have made the wrong decision, in my opinion. Well, let me tell you something. I made that organization a monster. I made people rich up there. I made the people that ran that organization rich up there, brother. And when it all came to pass, the name Hulk Hogan, the man Hulk Hogan, got bigger than the whole organization, brother. It was some CM Punk level pipe bomb shit. I loved it. It was great. And they also, uh, Hulk Hogan dropped uh, the Do New some. World Order. And he was the first to say and proclaim this is the New World Order. Except aside for when, from, you said it was Zabisco? Yeah, yeah it was foreshadowed a week before. Yeah. But I loved it. I thought that part was excellent. You know, throw some shade at the WWF. That was cool. I made that company. I up made north. that company. That was great. Um, yeah. So again, I'm shallow. With how that, did you but, feel whatever. about the New World Organization? The New World. Yeah, I wrote Saturday that down. The New World I wrote Order. it down. <laughs> I was like, make up your mind, Hulk. What are we gonna call this? How did you feel about the trash being thrown into the ring? Loved it. Get ready for that. It's a great. A lot I, of that. Happens. It's a great effect there. I think it, it heightens the yeah. moment. I, I mean, even, I even wrote it down. Uh, according to Hulk, that just represents the people in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> um, I even wrote down fans throwing trash into the ring is one of my favorite memories of WCW. And um, now that you say that, when you said that, I have a runner-up for fan of the month. There was a guy in the front row. He was wearing an ECW shirt, front row. And every time Hulk Hogan bashed the crowd or bashed anybody. He was standing up, cheering and clapping the whole time. Oh yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember that. So he was that like, right, right yeah. there, I was like, "Oh, it's the first ever spark I can think of like seeing ever." Yeah, <laughs> ah, I never, but, uh, I never would have seen that when I was younger. Yeah, it's good stuff. But a seismic moment in wrestling history. Huge. It's, it's got to be top five. Like it's the greatest heel turn ever. Yep. Because I think it's the biggest heel turn ever. Well, yeah, it's the biggest star. I mean, the only other one that is. That magnitude is Austin at WrestleMania 17. That was trash. No, in, in the actual match itself, that one, it I meant the well. heel run as a whole. Yeah, but I mean, that, that moment, even though it kind of seems like Vince turns face, not not Austin turns heel, like the, the moment of Hogan getting up and he gives the big brother thumbs up to them on the outside <laughs> and then they hit the ring, like 
it was huge. Yeah. And then, I mean, just just to show where how important the the seven days of wrestling was is seven days before this at the King of the Ring '96. Do you guys know what happens? No. That's the Austin 316 promo. Oh, yes, 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 oh. yes. The two most important things for the next eight years of wrestling, or at least until the end of WCW, happen seven days apart. Holy shit. Wow. So Austin is born seven days before this. The NWO is born seven, day, or seven days after the Austin promo. Wow. Huh. So this is the week wrestling starts to become one of the biggest things in the world. Damn, man. That's heavy. So we all agree. The NWO so far is so good. I'm liking it. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's really... I I grew up with a ton of the NWO. Um, I don't remember when I started watching. It wasn't here. I did not see the Hogan turn. Um, This is great. Yeah. I mean, this is great. The only really shit thing in WCW right now is the Tenta and Bubba shit. Cruiserweights are all doing great. They're on fire. Disco Malenko is a fantastic low-card heel. Uh, I love Disco Malenko. Uh, mid-card heel, you have fucking Regal being amazing. Uh, on the face side, you have Savage, Sting, as just being great, credible threats against the NWO. The Hogan thing changes the power a little bit, but now you still have the Giant there to counteract it. With the exception of, of McMichael, or McMichaels, I should say, Four Horsemen's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's, it's a very well-rounded show. They're just not necessarily using it perfectly yet outside of the main arc of the company at the moment. And, and that's where we come in to talk about it. Yeah, and what I really liked is that they they, they faded out to the show with uh, with Tony Schiavone saying, Hulk Hogan, you can go straight to hell. Straight to hell. And then the pitch, and then blacks out. Perfect. That was great. Yeah. So... That's it for now. All right, so if you guys have any thoughts on anything that we talked about, any of the matches in the two Nitros leading up to Bash of the Beach and the Bash of the Beach itself, you guys know what to do. Social media, Facebook, Insta, Twitter. You can get at us. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Peace out, bitches. Bye. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Levels, 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 levels. What was that on? <laughs> levels was. Ben has headphones on and he still can't talk in the microphone. <laughs> levels was a song by Avicii. Was? Yeah, that was like his one song that he had. I'm unfamiliar with most Avicii. Hmm. I don't know what he's yeah. doing these days. I think he quit. You know what I've noticed in this podcast when we start off? Mm. I always have like low energy and it's very sweaty balls. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> yes, I win at the fair every year with my sweaty balls. <laughs> you, you start out very NPR. Still more interesting than the edge of Christian. Yeah. Where half the time I'm like, what the fuck is Christian saying? I, I like them, so I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I like them as people. Thunder from Down Under is playing uh, House of Blues if you guys want to go. <laughs> Bonus episode where we review that. <laughs> so, 
Terrific. Cut this, cut this part out, but I was hoping uh, you guys would like not say anything. Just be really quiet. We can edit that now. Edit that last part out. But no, right, continue. You know, every time we ask him to edit it out, he doesn't do it. No, that one. Go- we know. We know what's going in the outro. <laughs> Every I, time he doesn't I, do when it. When he said Thunder from Under, I was like, ooh, I got a good joke here. <laughs> it didn't land like most of them. Welcome to the end of the podcast, bit. <laughs> <laughs>